Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like, do people who use selfie sticks need to take a good long look at themselves? Hi, America. Oh, Hello, God. world. My name is Adrian <laughs> Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. That's very meditatory, isn't it? Not really. It always makes me feel tired. I need to do a meditation CD with my mother snoring from the room next door. <laughs> we'll put the microphone next <laughs> oh to the bedroom God. wall. This is my mother. And then I'll do a voiceover. I'll be going, as you breathe in, you're breathing in through your nostrils and focusing on your breathing. And every time you breathe in, you relax, you bring happiness, joy, sunshine and love into your life. And as you breathe out, you're letting go of all the depression, the tension, the darkness in your life as it goes out into the air, dissipating and disappearing. That would work, wouldn't it? Not really. I'm Just... not giving my mother any money, I might add, but I thought we could mention that. We could get that on for next week's God. show. <laughs> so snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me start by introducing our guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vesson Heather Morris... She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather is bringing sexy back. I just hope it's got a two-week warranty. Welcome to the show, what? Heather. Oh. 
controversial. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle asked all of her black and minority ethnic friends this week after the election if they thought she was a racist or not. And they both said no. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. We are on series two, episode 87. 87 is a racially diverse and sexy number wedged between the curvy and voluptuous 86 and 88. In Australia, 87 is a superstitiously unlucky number in the game of cricket called the devil's number. Because 87 is 13 runs short of scoring a century, which is 100 runs, and what everyone is looking for in the game of cricket. Cricket is like racism. We invented it in Britain and gave it to Australia, who got better at it than we did. <laughs> 87 punch. You get a punch called 87. It includes one bottle of Bacardi rum, which is eight years age. There's your eight. And a two-litre bottle of 7-Up. 87 punch. We can try it. We have enough trouble as it is. Without it. We need to try 120 punch, which is for alcoholics, and that includes one box of wine and Mogan David 2020. So oh 120 God. punch <laughs> for alcoholics. <laughs> Sonnet 87 was written by William Shakespeare and published in 1609 about a man expressing his love. Thyself thou gaffst their own worth, then not knowing or me to whom thou gavest it else mistaking. So thou great gift upon Miss Prison's growing comes home again on better judgment making. Thus have I thee as a dream doth flatter in sleep a king but waking no such matter. See, bringing a bit of culture to more questions than answers. I have a friend back in Britain who's an actor and every time he gets cast in a Shakespeare play, he behaves really egotistically. He was recently cast in Much Ado About Nothing, and he's been a dick to me. Okay, no one went to school and studied Shakespeare. He once got offered bottom in Regent's Park, which was rather shocking, I'm led to believe. <laughs> Interestingly, <laughs> in election week, just gone, what is the significance of 87 years in American history? Who wants to jump in? Nope. I gather no one studied Shakespeare at school. What about American history? Any points to be had here? Nope. 87 years in American history is famous because it's the time from the Declaration of Independence to the Battle of Gettysburg, four score and seven years ago. American history points just disappearing into the ether as we speak. We just have to put our hand out and grab them. See how that works? I want to put a president's collection of songs together. It's been election week. I want a collection of songs. You know how much I like putting CDs and music together for collections. Oh, boy. I want a president's collection of songs all on one album. If anyone wants to chip in on Facebook right now, they're welcome to do so. Thomas Jefferson Aeroplane. <laughs> I like God. it. The Andrew Jackson Five. <laughs> Zachary Taylor Swift. <laughs> Calvin Cole and the gang. Among many others. Oh, Isn't this a joy? I like it. Yeah, I thought this would be That's a great clever. idea. The President's Collection of Music, if anyone wants to chip in. I love reading each and every week our mailbag, all of our emails, all of the messages that we get on Facebook. Robin has posted this week, love the snorting that ensued <laughs> during the story of the bear on Mars. And who can forget <laughs> Heather's accent? 
I know it stayed with me all week. Oh, God. <laughs> that was me, but Robin said the first bit. CF in Canada posted that Heather's accent is better than any others. <laughs> That's someone with a Canadian accent, by the way. <laughs> Angie and I were said, listening to the archives right now, well done. Thanks for the laughs. So thank you to Angie for that. Richard in New York said, interesting connotations arise when you are talking about the ghostly world and megadeth i like where this is going of course on last week's show david ellison the founder and bass player of megadeth has read the forward to my book and has written the forward to my book as well david posted very creepy profile pic adrian and a great show as usual i hope he meant my halloween pic last week and not the one i have now <laughs> That would be no. depressing, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's just my normal pic. Creepy. Very creepy pic. <laughs> Hang on a second. That was a selfie. That's my normal me. That's my normal me. No Ooh. Halloween there. Patrick in Kentucky also wished us a happy Halloween. So thank you, Patrick, for that. That's very, very kind of you. Of course, we go out at 8pm on Dark Matter Digital Network Central Time. If you wish to listen to us on a Friday evening, you can share that on your wall right now tell the world who you're listening to and post a link i'd be very appreciative of that you can contact us anytime on facebook all of tonight's stories all of the chat all of the wonderful messages are all on facebook if you go to more questions than answers with adrian lee you will find that on there we have five and a half thousand facebook followers on there if you go to soundcloud you can type in mq TA Radio and all of our archives over the last three years are currently there and we're a week behind of course because Dark Matter likes to play our show during the course of the week so if you're in the car, if you're in the gym walking the dog, doing housework studying, whatever you wish to be doing you can listen to any of our shows any time of the day or night and everything is completely free of course we're also available to listen to on iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and if people wish to leave positive comments or leave a little thumbs up on any of those sites, that would be much appreciated. Remember, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that is archived that doesn't go out at 8 p.m. due to the fact the round is called Not For Your Mother. And we're not allowed to read those kind of things out on air for fear of being fined or removed. We're also on Twitter. We currently now have 88 thousand followers on twitter if you wish to go into my twitter account that's adrian underscore lee underscore tips that's t-i-p-s for the international paranormal society my book is currently out if you're looking for a post halloween read if you're missing halloween and would like a spooky ghostly read in these dark winter nights rolling in across the country that is available to you it's called mysterious midwest unwrapping urban legends and ghostly tales from the dead and that's currently working its way up the charts on amazon i'm pleased to say so thank you for all of those people that have purchased that particular book and of course as mentioned david ellison of megadeth has written the foreword to that book and again if you read any book you like Make sure you give good reviews on Amazon, whatever author it may be. 90% of all books in this country are sold on Amazon now. The more reviews you give and the more positive comments, the more Amazon will promote your book. Now, this weekend, the weekend just gone, we had an amazing time 
We've done this now for eight years in a row. They've had us back for eight years. Can you believe such things? Mm -hmm. We do an event. We do lots of events all over the Midwest, lots of expos. We do. But this is a very special one. We was at the Chase on the Lake Resort in Walker, North Minnesota, on Leech Lake, the third biggest lake in Minnesota, in a very, very haunted hotel. was built in 1922. was once used as a morgue for dead soldiers during the Battle of Sugar Point, which was the last battle between the U.S. Army and Native American Indians. And many soldiers lost their life. The hotel was used briefly as a morgue before they could get the bodies back to Fort Snelling. I did 14 readings over the weekend. There were six investigation, 200 guests combined for both Friday and Saturday night. We did three lectures. You did a lecture, Miss Morris, on EVPs and audio. What was your standout moment from the weekend? We told the people that came to this event at Chase on the Lake that we would talk about this on tonight's show. What was your standout moment? Well, my standout moment was the last vigil that we had, and it had to deal with correlating some evidence that Brian had previously got in the kitchen area behind the conference rooms. Now, Brian is one of our lead investigators. Mm -hmm. He's a psychic based in Rochester. Hello, Brian. Yep, and what ended up happening was uh, we actually had a flashlight fly off a chair to about a two foot in front that had been previously sitting there for about 10 minutes. Poltergeist activity. Yeah, and we tried replicating it. We couldn't do that. It's always fun when we do investigations and the psychics I have on my team, including myself, have all of our psychic skills verified by the equipment. You talk about who's there. You mention names, what you're getting through in terms of detail. You then turn on the Ovulus, the Ghost Box, the SB7, all the equipment. Absolutely. And you're getting the same names and the same equipment, and everyone can hear them on that. And the guests are the ones that are actually shocked. It, for oh, us, yes, it happens. Yes, it happens yeah. for us. This is true. Yeah. I like the fact that when I was first there in 2007, I went into the basement, and I had a conversation with a ghost called Edward. Mm-hmm. And I've written about this in my first book, Mysterious Minnesota. There's a chapter on the Chase on the Lake Resort. Yeah. And I talk about all the history and the ghosts that are there. And this year we sent a team into that particular basement area. Yes. And they came back and told us they'd talked to a guy who said his name was Ed. And they, oh. and they knew nothing about this ghost and they knew nothing about the history of that particular basement. So again, without me implanting that knowledge for them, they came back cold and said there was a guy down there called mm-hmm. Ed. He came through on the equipment. Yeah. And I thought, fantastic. I've spoken to him. I know him. He's a really nice guy. He used to look after the horses. Back in the day. Aww. 1904, he said he was from, and he was the ostler. He was the innkeeper. He was the guy that looked after the horses in the old hotel that was there before the chase, the Spencer Hotel. Yep. So it was fun for me to have contact with Edward again, eight or nine years after I'd previously spoken to yeah. him. That made me very happy. I want to give a shout out to all of the guests that came on that particular event. You're all amazing. I loved working with each and every one of you. And I want to give a shout-out to a special family, Tito and Rachel, based in Stillwater. It was fabulous to meet you. Miss Morris, it was your birthday. It was. Last Sunday. Happy belated birthday. Mm, That makes you a Scorpio. It does. This means you work in the darkness and the shadows primarily. Yep, and I remember things for a long time. You're like an elephant. Mm -hmm. If you're married to a Scorpio at home, you can be sure that you'll be waking up in the middle of the night, going to the bathroom to squeeze your lemon, and uh, your wife will be waiting in there, and she'll hit you over the head with a golf club for no reason at all. You'll be picking your teeth up off the floor like Tic Tacs, and you'll say, what did you do that for? 
And if Scorpio will turn around and say, three years ago, you said this to me. <laughs> That's true. This yeah. is what Scorpios do. <laughs> That's true. Now, you had a very lucky find. We were driving back as uh-huh. a team from the Chase on the Lake Resort. Yeah. We did a bit of shopping. We went into a f- couple of thrift shops. Yep. You have something with you. I think you'd like to... I was going to say show our listeners, but that's going to be difficult via the medium of radio. This is what we've got. See if you can guess. There you go. It's a cement mixer. We bought a cement mixer. No. Nope. Do it again. See what happens. <laughs> Do it again. It's getting very wet in this room. There's a lot of precipitation, a little moisture happening. Moist. We bought a rain stick. Yay! What are the chances of that happening? Now, we're always going to rain sticks are us. And right. rain and rain stick hut, and they're always sold out. And they're yeah. on back order. What are yeah. the chances of going into a thrift shop and finding a rain stick? I love it. It's great, and it's probably raining all across the Midwest as we speak now, and you're to blame. Happy birthday to me. I just thought I'd share <laughs> that with you. You got given the gift of a rain stick, the gift that keeps giving. So thank you to everyone who came to the Chase on the Lake resort we have a show we run into the first round we're in the basement it's dark there's a flashlight flying across the room and edward's there to keep us company this is the round that is ghosts and hauntings woman screams as the face of a ghost rushes towards her while she films in the kitchen all elaine harmer wanted to do was get to grips with the video settings on her smartphone it was 1am in Blackwood, South Wales. The 56-year-old had hoped to capture shooting stars that would be visible in the night sky. Watching Elaine's footage, you see instead some mystical orbs that are floating around in her kitchen. Why they are there, we just don't know. Maybe a trick of the light or a vigorous dusting. <laughs> but then a strange mist appears, a fuzzy light in a darkened room, and then what appears to be a face suddenly glides briskly towards the camera. Elaine and her sister scream and run away before the recording ends, just as we see a shot of the dishwasher. Son-in-law <laughs> Jason Hughes, 38, uploaded the footage to YouTube and said a spiritualist may have the answers. There have been quite a few sightings in our street. We've had a spiritualist visit a number of times. Apparently the houses here were built on a field that used to have a hanging tree. I don't know whether this has anything to do with it. Well, let's have a think. (laughs) Jason explained that his mother-in-law and sister were simply practicing with the camera to film shooting stars. And it was then that they saw the orbs floating around in the kitchen. There are sometimes inexplainable noises in the house, he said. An old-fashioned smell. You know, things that shouldn't be there. She smells them too. Old-fashioned smells. (laughs) What is that? Things (laughs) that shouldn't be there. Alcohol. Are we talking about ghost farts here? These are ghost farts. I sell them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's a slippery... And squeaky beast to capture, isn't it, to be honest? (laughs) You're selling ghost farts in bottles. How do you even capture those? Do you have to get a ghost and force it underwater? And then when the bubbles come up, you're there catching it in the bottle. It's a secret. It's a secret how you harvest (laughs) the slippery and squeaky beast that is a ghost fart. (laughs) But what's an old-fashioned smell and things that shouldn't be there? Is that the smell of your... It's mothballs, isn't it? It's the smell of your grandmother, really. Yeah. Yeah. This is where Murray we are. Ben Gay. Murray Mintz. Murray Mintz. Ben Gay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
every by, by Paco Rabanne available this Christmas. Vicks Vapor Rub. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cough drops. <laughs> you need to rub something in your chest. Hi, my name's Vic. Oh. I shall give myself points to start the show. Two resplendent points. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round that is Ghosts and Haunting? Well, I have a ghost tips over cleaning supplies in a pub. Oh, he just tipped him over. He didn't even clean. <laughs> no cleaning. I want a ghost with OCD that can do my laundry and washing up. That would be the way to go. Yeah. CCTV footage recorded in a pub in England appears to show objects being moved around by an unseen force. The Chapel House pub in Rooten Street in Dudley is no stranger to paranormal occurrences. Where's the accent? This is Dudley. It's in here Birmingham, really, but it's Dudley. You know, I'm feeling a little bit poorly, actually. Doodly. <laughs> shattered! <laughs> what? What? <laughs> shattered. Manager Katie Round and her fiance Ben Parks have already experienced several unexplained incidents despite having only taken over the pub around nine weeks ago. Last Friday, a glass on the shelf above the bar propelled off and hit me hard in the chest, said Ben. Sometimes you can hear footsteps coming up the stairs, but then they just stop. The couple's most intriguing encounter to date, however, encounters around CCTV footage that was recorded while they were cleaning up one evening. I was cleaning up at the end of the night and heard something in the kitchen. I went out to look and couldn't see anything, so I thought it was my other half pulling my leg, said Katie. When they later reviewed the CCTV footage, however, they noticed that a wet floor a board sign had moved and fallen down all on its own one of those signs that you see in the grocery store that says beware wet floor yeah pretty much but maybe they just didn't put it upright sometimes if there's a film of water those things can travel on their own i've seen glasses work their way across tables just because there was a film film of water Mm -hmm. on the table yeah the video also shows the movement when Ben was startled by a mop, which had also fallen down without warning after being propped up against a wall. This is Fantasia. I've seen this with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so there's sad. brooms and he cuts them in half and makes two more and then there's buckets of water. I've seen all this. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is haunted by this, I tell you. I think so. He jumped out of his skin, said Katie. When we looked at the footage later, we just couldn't believe it. They're always haunting pubs, aren't they? Yes. Hanging out in pubs. Wouldn't you? I think the pub would have been the hub of any village. Everyone goes to the pub. That's right. You can't drink the water back in the medieval period because it was poisonous. You'd get typhoid, you'd get cholera, you'd die. You had to drink alcohol. You had to drink wine and beer. And they don't know why Mm -hmm. they didn't get ill from drinking beer, but the boiling process in the brewing killed all the bacteria they had no idea about bacteria they just knew that if they went into a field first thing in the morning to plant potatoes and they drank beer all day they would be fine and then of course you crawl out of the field when the sun goes down (laughs) and no one can stand up you'd be walking home from work and someone would tread on your fingers so i think the pub was the hub of the village everyone would go there everyone would drink there it would be where the community would hang out there was no tv no radio You'd have a bit of a sing-song down the pub, play a few board games, throw darts. some darts, cards. Mm-hmm. This is why you would be hanging out in a pub with all your mates. Yeah, playing with mops and stuff. I miss this. You have bars in this country, just not the same, to be honest. No, not really. You need to be sat in a medieval 14th, 13th century pub yeah. with oak beams, low roofs, 
and haunted monks probably running around. There you go. A group of ghost hunters got a fright when they looked at a picture taken during an exploration of a former Victorian orphanage and spotted a figure they didn't recognise in the lineup. Phil Barron got his 32-strong ghost hunting team together for a photograph in the old dining room at Newsham Park Hospital in Liverpool, Merseyside, ahead of the expedition. It was only when he uploaded the snap of his group's Facebook page that people began commentating that they could see an eerie corpse-like face of a woman smiling at the camera. I didn't realise my mother had got up to Liverpool. (laughs) Phil, 45, said at the beginning of the night I got everyone together in the old dining room and took a picture, like I always do, which goes on the Haunted Happenings Facebook page for everyone to tag themselves in and comment on. The eerie face of a woman appears in front of a man in the picture. What if that's someone's wife or girlfriend? You go onto the site on Facebook to look at the group pic, because you all went on the expedition. You were there that night. You paid your money. You turned up. You went into the group photograph. And people have written underneath, who's the creepy, dead-looking corpse woman in the picture? (laughs) And it's your missus. I mean, that wouldn't be good news, would it? I took the snap and then put my phone away. And during the break, three hours later, I sent it over to the office to be uploaded and thought nothing more of it. It was only the following day when I was woken by a flurry of instant messages and saw the number of comments on the post I had a proper look at the photograph. There's been no Photoshop work, I just lightened the picture a little as it was quite dark and then I sent it over. Phil said that despite going on such expeditions for the last 12 years, he still gets a thrill from going on tours like this one, which they did over Halloween. Phil said, I'm very lucky to go to lots of places and experience different things. People think that we are immune to it, but I get just as excited and apprehensive when something happens that you just can't explain. I've seen shadows walking around people. I've seen glasses moving on Ouija boards. I've heard knocks and bangs that are really loud when there's no one there. I've never actually seen a full apparition. I think that's the holy grail for most people. I've no idea what it is, but I'm very interested to find out. Bunk. You think that's bunk? Photoshop. You've seen it. Bunk. Bunk. People can decide for themselves (laughs) if they go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. You can see the photograph and decide whether it's bunk or not. I've seen full-bodied apparitions. Mm-hmm. I think I've probably seen about four or five in the last 20 years. Bearing in mind, I've done 28 investigations this year, and I'm <laughs> going to some of the most haunted buildings all over the world. But I have seen full-bodied apparitions. I speak about one, actually, in my book, Mysterious Minnesota in the Palmer House Hotel. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them when I was a child, and I've seen them in other places around the world. I have written about them and seen them. Have you seen a full-bodied apparition, Miss Morris? No, I've only taken a picture of one. Only taken a picture of one. You didn't see it was there. Which one was that? That was the Christie House. Oh, of course. You had the ghost of his reflection. I did. It's a sad state of affairs. Michelle, welcome to the show. What have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Halloween Reveler snaps ghostly apparition of young girl in disused jail. After spending Halloween night in a disused prison... Carly Foster excitedly flicked through the picture she'd taken, but froze when she came across one chilling snap 
Standing in the doorway of a cell at Crumlin Road Jail in Belfast, there appears to be the ghost of a little girl. There also is a little girl, isn't there? It's either a monk, a nun, a lady in white, mm-hmm. or a little girl. Mm-hmm. The shadowy white figure can be seen clearly in one picture, but in another taken just seconds before, the doorway is empty. Speaking to Belfast Live, Queen's University student Carly said, I would be quite a skeptical person. That's why I was so taken aback. That's why it freaked me out. It was the wing that I felt the most weird and unsettled in, and it was freezing cold. Carly, 25, said that she was at the back of a paranormal group tour on Halloween with her boyfriend Mark Whittle. That was ridiculous. If you're going on a paranormal tour, I've seen horror films. Who gets it first? Don't go in the back. It's, well, I'm pleased to hear that, Michelle. It's important to have standards, right? You always get picked off. The one at the back, I tell you the order it goes in. The one at the back goes first. Yep. Then it's the fat kid, which is a lesson about gluttony. Then it's the ones that are promiscuous. The ones at the beginning that were making out in the car. So it's like the deadly sins. It's like vanity, Mm -hmm. greed, gluttony. Loose with the morals. It's the the one bringing up the rear is lazy. The one who's fat gets killed. Gluttony. (laughs) The promiscuous couple go next. I know which order they go in. Mm -hmm. So if we're ever on a paranormal investigation, don't hang around at the back. Make sure you're not standing next to the fat kid, and any shenanigans need to take place after the event. (laughs) (laughs) And the pictures were not the only freaky thing the pair experienced. She also said a heavy steel door closed on its own accord, and there was a strange ringing noise and a lot of activity picked up by the group's EVP and EMF recorders. A lot of ringing. In prisons, of course, they have bells. I thought it was funny that when I was a school teacher, your day is dictated to by the Mm -hmm. bell ringing all the time. And the only other place they have a bell is in prison. Yep. Prisons and schools. Draw your own conclusions, is what I say. And the show. And the show. <laughs> yeah, good point. Prisons, schools, and more questions and answers. I am a bit of a believer now, said Carly, who lives in Belfast. The two children the tour guides talked about were a little girl called Isabella and a boy. It was her name which was said when the recorder went crazy. When he called the little boy's name, nothing happened. And then this shows up in the pictures. Creepy. Creepy. If you wish to see those pictures, they're available on Facebook. If you go to our site, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, I have one more story in the round of ghosts and hauntings. We've all been there. It's Friday night. You've had a hellish week at work. Your (laughs) boss is a nightmare. Your life is generally a mess and you're waiting at the bar for that well-deserved drink. Before going into the studio to broadcast MQTA. Yeah, it happens. Only you're having trouble getting the bartender's attention. You need to unbutton one of the buttons on your blouse, Miss Morris. Suddenly, rather than being a joyous transaction, it's becoming a painfully long wait. Most of us mortals contend ourselves with huffing and puffing. But if you're a poltergeist, though, you have ways of getting the bartender's attention. Spooky videos, CCTV footage taken in the New York Italian kitchen shows the moment a glass mysteriously topples off a tray at the restaurant, which the owner blames on a ghost. Sean Deakin, the owner of the restaurant in Wakefield, 
West Yorkshire. It's in West Yorkshire, but it's called the New York Italian Kitchen. I thought it was in Little Italy. (laughs) Said it's not the first time ghostly goings-on have been reported since he opened three months ago. He said ever since we did the fit-out, there's been a few unusual things going on all in one area. There's champagne glasses in the bar, and one day six of them just came flying out. We kind of ignored it. But then there was another incident when a member of staff was walking with a tray of glasses. He said he felt like someone smashed the tray from underneath and the glasses went everywhere. That's great if you're a really bad waitress or waiter and you keep dropping things. Oh, it was the ghost. Wasn't anything to do with me. (laughs) Just the ghost. The most recent occurrence, however, is the only one to be captured on camera. The footage we caught on Saturday was the first time we have got anything on camera. Sean continues, I personally am quite sceptical of things like this, but there's no logical explanation. It's a bit creepy and some of the staff have been quite scared. Since sharing the footage on their Facebook page, Sean said he has been approached by a paranormal group who plan to search for signs of spirits this week. I think it would be brilliant to have an alcoholic paranormal investigation team. I want to see... The paranormal, <laughs> the paranormal, alcoholic, spooky society for exploring and debunking of the unexplained and terrifying, or passed out, as we call them. Oh. I want to see a paranormal team of alcoholics on a TV show. I want to see every alcoholic, paranormal investigator, all together in one room, in a lockdown, doing a TV show. That would be a joy, wouldn't it? I'd watch that. I'm going into the ballroom... I love you. You're my (laughs) best friend. You're family, you are. Unbeknownst to the team, Simon has urinated himself in the kitchen area. I'd watch that. Wow. Alcoholics. You've got to have a mean drunk. Oh, yeah. Come on out and show yourself. (laughs) Come on, you coward. Come and show yourself. Fight like a man. And the one that's sad and crying yeah. in the corner. Oh, I don't yeah. 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 Don't come near me. I don't want to see it. I loved you. You never loved me back. Oh, my God. Your face. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Hang on. I wasn't doing anything. You just said, I know. It's terrible. Three. For you. <laughs> Admitting it's half the battle. Admitting you're on minus four is half the battle, Miss Morris. Miss oh. Morris is on minus four. That ends the round of insults, alcoholism. And champagne glasses being thrown across the bar. We now move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's drunk aliens crashing their UFOs into trees and forests all across Suffolk and New Mexico because they shouldn't have been drinking and flying UFOs. And cryptozoological creatures that are stumbling around, leaving traces of hair on bits of bracken throughout the woods of the Midwest. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of UFOs? and cryptozoology. Two heads are better than one, especially when it comes to Sharknado. Sharknado. Yes. Mystery surrounds rise of two-headed sharks. (gasps) I know. Because one's just not bad enough. I like the idea of a (laughs) double-headed Hammer-headed shark. Yes, oh, yes. God. You read my mind. There? I'm Sci- a psychic. Yeah. I'm lifted, Michelle. <laughs> you I are. am a psychic. <laughs> no, I thought it. You picked it up. And Excellent. You, and you are gifted. I am. Thank you. That's very You're kind welcome. of you. You're welcome, yeah. The windows in your bus are the cleanest. <laughs> and you forgot to put on your helmet tonight. Oh, where's your crowns, Miss Morris? Long journey, mister. <laughs> 
scientists have reported an unexplained rise in the number of sharks being found with two heads. The peculiar mutation, which has been occurring across a multitude of shark species, has been reported increasingly frequently lately, and experts are struggling to explain exactly why it is. One recent example was discovered by Professor Valentin Sanz-Coma from the University of Malaga, who had been studying catfish shark embryos when he found one with two heads. What do you do for a job? I study shark catfish embryos at Malaga University. What do you do? A radio show. There you go. (laughs) The specimen, which was one of 800 embryos grown in a lab for study, had never been exposed to any chemicals, radiation, or other pollutants that could explain its perplexing mutation. Out at sea, marine scientist Nicholas Eminem. Man, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hi, my name is what? (laughs) 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 Who had studied a two-headed, small-eyed, small-hound shark. You're making this up. A a small-eyed, small-hound shark. Oh, smooth-hound. The gift of an education, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I'm going to take your punts away. (laughs) You're on minus five. (laughs) (laughs) And a two-headed blue shark believes that the rise in mutant sharks is due to overfishing, which has massively reduced the shark gene pool in recent years. Or if it's overfishing, you know double the chance of getting some fishies. <laughs> Finding more of these abnormal specimens to study, however, is proving very difficult as they are challenging to locate, and even when they are caught, they don't tend to live very long. I would like to study these things, but it's not like you throw out a net and you catch a two-headed shark every so often, said Eminem. It's random. I have a very story. Random. I should give you points. You're now on Minus five. Excellent. I have a story about some strange creatures this week as well. Arachnophobes look away now. This image of a giant huntsman's spider will haunt your dreams. If you don't like spiders, do not go and look at this story on our Facebook site. The chilling snapshot shows a mammoth huntsman crawling over a broom on an animal rescue farm in Queensland, Brisbane Valley, Australia. I don't know why anyone would want to live in Australia. I'm sorry, if Tanya's listening, I can only apologise. I think the top ten most poisonous snakes in the world all come from Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of mean and nasty spiders. That guy that got bit by the spider on his willy. He did, that's very true. You know who your friends are when you get bitten on the willy twice, I can assure you. Thank God it wasn't this spider, he would have just ripped it off. Yes, he'd have nothing. (laughs) All gone, the whole lot, disappeared. It was a I saw that There's thing. two-headed Whoa. sharks, there's jellyfish, there's things that swim up your bottom and hold all-night parties. I don't know why you'd want to live there. Dubbed Charlotte by the animal rescuer who moved it from harm's way, the colossal creepy crawly will look like a walking nightmare to anyone with a fear of spiders. The snapshots were taken in October but resurfaced on social media this week where they're spreading like wildfire. Some commentators beg the question why anyone would get up close and personal with an arachnid of such formidable stature. Others marvelled at the arachnid's hulking frame, suggesting it was rare for them to grow that large. There is a limit to how large a spider can grow, because it's an exoskeleton. It will reach a point where its exoskeleton is so heavy it just won't be able to move around. 
So do you remember those old B movies yes. where they got a little tarantula and then superimposed people over the top so they looked giant? Yeah. Would never, ever happen because they would be too heavy to support their own body weight. The only reason crabs get so large is because they're in the ocean and they can go with the tides. The weight isn't as much. Once they get on shore, they can't move around. They're dead once they get washed up on the shore. The largest king crabs can't make it out of the water. They're too heavy. So this is probably as heavy and as big as it's going to get. In fact, they say that. They say this is the biggest it will ever get. It's actually not at all normal for a huntsman to get that big. I think this farm is either underneath an electric pole or near a nuclear waste facility. Yeah. On Tuesday, a man crashed his car into a lake after a huntsman fell on his lap, causing him to accidentally slam his foot on the accelerator. The bite of the huntsman isn't dangerous to humans. It's their fearsome appearance that's the real concern. The spiders are notorious for popping out of car dashboards <laughs> at unexpected times. Surprise! <laughs> With disastrous... <laughs> consequences this is a ridiculously large spider it's got sheep and goats caught in its web i tell you i actually had a friend who lost a leg once in a car crash because a bee stung him and he went off the road and crushed his leg he lost a leg due to a bee i mean it's not a very cheerful story but i know things can fall out of dashboards and insects can fly through car windows. If you wish to see a spider that you could put a saddle on and ride around the no, outback no. looking at Ayers Rock, <laughs> no. you can go to our Facebook site. More questions. I'll do it. Then answers. Gross. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? A British conspiracy theorist claims to have spotted a chair on Mars. A oh, chair. God. Everything's been on this planet. It's Everything. Like a trash heap. Oh. <laughs> it's a yard sale. It's a yard sale. Oh. Think of everything you would have in a yard sale. There's a sofa up there. Shoes. There's shoes. There's prowlers. Pr- buggies. Baby buggies. Pr- There's a game of Twister. Stretch Armstrong's been found. Oh, All boy. kinds. Flower there's a pot. There's a Breville sandwich toaster. Oh. There's fondue sets from the 1970s. It's a yard sale. Can you imagine sitting out thinking no one's been passed for a while, have they? Should we call it a day? Shocking. The image, which is believed to have been taken recently by the Curiosity rover, shows several strange formations of rocks. One is U-shaped, while another appears to have shallow V-shapes cut out of its centers, something the filmmaker describes as a potential seat. The conspiracy theorist says he believes that the rocks could point to the fact that Mars used to be a populated planet oh, and God. that the chairs were actually used by aliens to sit on. Nice. With yep. a bonfire and everything. <laughs> Kick your shoes off. Right. <laughs> but while he seems pretty convinced by his own theory, he also acknowledges that there could be more simple explanations for the rock shapes. Writing like the rocks? <laughs> I like the idea that there's a couple of guys delivering furniture from the local furniture store and someone calls in and said, I've spent all day waiting for the sofa to turn up. What did you do with it? And they look at the paperwork and read, oh, sorry, that says Marston. I got that wrong. <laughs> We're going to have to go back and get it. I've taken the day off work. The sofa's not arrived. The paperwork said Marston. They're not very good at reading and writing. They dropped it off, left it there, came home again. Ooh. That's a five-year round trip to drop a sofa off. 
He's going to have to take another day off work. It's ridiculous, I tell you. Ridiculous. Writing alongside the video, Art Alien TV wrote, It may just be something that is shaped like a chair, but it does not look like a natural, eroded rock. And there is another interesting structure just to the right of that that also looks unnatural. Nelson Nelson Mandela had the same problems when he was alive. Trucks kept pulling up and delivering all kinds of Japanese car parts. And when he looked at the paperwork, it said Nissan main dealers. No, no, no. (laughs) The chair-shaped object is quite small, perhaps eight inches wide or less. Uh, That's an (laughs) eight-inch sofa. (laughs) That's Barbie furniture right there. An eight-inch sofa so it is a chair for Mar- for, for marvin the martian <laughs> yes it's a sofa to rest your twig and berries on if in case they get tired they've been doing a You're lot of being generous aren't you <laughs> <a lot> of- <laughs> <laughs> it needs room to spread out while it's watching the television oh, God. so if it is a chair it is child size in scale what do you mean I'm being generous? <laughs> what have you finally got that? 190 you? countries, 100,000 listeners, I'm being generous, am I? You finally got that? Wow. <laughs> it may well be just a ventrifact caused by wind erosion, but is very <laughs> symmetrical and looks manufactured. Oh, good. <laughs> Made in China. Can you say the word? <laughs> manufactured. Again. <laughs> manufactured. God. Points all round. Into the archives. Fantastic. Have a point. Oh, thank you. After explaining his theory, the man adds, "An open mind is required when viewing images from other planets. <laughs> <laughs> One day, our very survival may depend on it. May depend on finding H inch sofa. Ancient Chinese <laughs> sofa." <laughs> Great. The action's come out 48 minutes in. We lo- Oh, everyone have a drink. There we go. First one of the night. Oh, no. Get it down. It's another one. Quick. Charge your glasses, everyone. I can't breathe. Oh, no. I hate it when okay. that happens. I'm better. Oh. I'm better. There, we got Ooh. one in. There All we right. go. Yep. The body of a dead woman was allegedly found on Mars surface oh, yes! this week. Oh, God. According she to conspiracy the theorists, she had fallen off the couch. She was drunk. According to Alien Hunter, she'd been on the Paranormal Alcoholics show. This was a photo taken by NASA's Curiosity rover that shows a woman in a flowing dress and long hair. He says that the finding is the find of the century. He added that this is one of the few carvings he found on Mars that depicts a human-like species. Bonk. I have found hundreds, but I've never seen any that looked human. She looks like she's got shoes on. One shoe. One shoe. <laughs> One shoe on. Is her name Cinderella? And her dress is raised up. She's missing. Trampy Cinderella. <laughs> yes, I've seen a Halloween costume similar to yeah. that. He said she's wearing a dress much like ladies would wear back in the 1700s here oh. on Earth. Mm, nice. Fantastic. If you wish to see the woman laying who's falling off the couch... Missing a shoe. <laughs> Missing a shoe. I couldn't make this up. It's Dress all there. Dress up around her ears. It's all there. It's a Saturday night for Michelle. Right on. <sighs> Perfect. Miss Morris, the last story for us tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. Well, I have a bizarre creature that was filmed on the ocean floor. 
and not on Mars. An extremely <laughs> peculiar creature with a bulbous, transparent head has been spotted by a diver oh, in Bali. We're gonna get quick. Get your glasses ready. Michelle's gone. <laughs> Any moment now. There are. It's some, looming. There are some very strange-looking animals living in the depths of the. Oh, world. there we go. <laughs> of the world's oceans, as evidenced this week by a viral video showing a remarkable jelly-like sea slug. <laughs> God. The footage, How was your honeymoon? The footage was recorded by a diver who admitted that he had no idea what it might be. In the video, the animal can be seen inflating its bulbous balloon-like oh, sack God. on its head, which it apparently uses to scour the seafloor for smaller organisms to feed on. And I have to say, it looks like a butt. <laughs> it, does, it does. It looks like a butt. A big inflatable bulbous butt. I'm sure his mother loves him. <laughs> Listen, I like big butts. And that's just the diver. You have to see it. It does look like butt. <laughs> I believe you. Badonk. See <laughs> badonk. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Some internet users have suggested that it could be a sea slug species known as Malibi Veridis. Badonkus. Mm, nice. Burgess yeah. Meredith. That's right. Perfect. Bulbous. Bulbous. I Bulbous shall give slug. you points. I'm on five. Michelle's on five. Heather is now on minus three. We ran into the round. It is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too strange and too bizarre to not fit into any other category, nope. but are too good not to read out. An American teenager is claiming she is nine months pregnant with baby Jesus. Wow. Haley, 19, whose stomach is rounded, if she's American, that's most 19-year-old girls, I believe, oh. has taken numerous pregnancy tests and a pelvic exam, all of which have yielded negative results. Despite this, the teen is positive she is about to give birth, and to her saviour, no less. Her dad is going to be very unhappy. Oh, who got her pregnant? Well, if it's Jesus, she's going to have to tell her father that it was a Middle Eastern Jew who works at his dad's lumber yard. He's not going to be happy with that oh. carry-on, I tell you. Speaking on popular psychology talk show, Dr. Phil, the teen said, I am pregnant, and it is Jesus. Well, she has the freedom to name her baby whatever she wants. I'm sure half the Spanish population have Jesus in their name yeah, somewhere. True. Haley's worried. Mum Christy has described her 19-year-old daughter as a compulsive liar who is also <laughs> nice. delusional. Thanks, Mum. Go, Mum. She thinks Haley is lying about her pregnancy too. Perhaps it was an immaculate contraption. Uh, <laughs> Christy said, the first time I heard her say that, she actually was saying it was Jesus Christ in her stomach. I looked at her and she had almost lost her mind. She was just going almost. off into this delusional tailspin. Launching back, Haley told the TV audience, my family, my friends, my pastor at church, they don't believe that I'm pregnant, but I know it's Jesus. I was sleeping one night and my baby punched the bottom of my stomach and kicked me. And I can feel his head right in there, right below my belly button. Heather had a similar experience at Dairy Queen, I believe. Oh. I don't care if my family disowns me. It really comes down to if you're a true believer in Jesus or not. I don't care what the home pregnancy test or the doctor says. When I give birth to my baby, 
No one is going to deny him because he is my savior. How long has she been waiting now? Nine months. It's imminent. <laughs> Haley said. TikTok. Time for she Christmas. She has gained two oh, stones. Perfect. Over the course of her alleged pregnancy, the teen revealed she has been diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. Mm. Her mother begged Dr. Phil for help, saying, I can't keep living like this. If she's been diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, to get her on the show to then make fun of her is actually a bit like a freak show in Victorian Britain, isn't it? A little bit. A bit like the Elephant Man. Mm -hmm. We have to treat her like she's actually pregnant to avoid conflict her mother said so they're booking a stable around christmas time and looking for three wise men and a donkey Haley will have an ultrasound in the second part of the special episode where the results of her alleged pregnancy will be revealed once and for all and of course when they reveal that she's not pregnant she's going to say that they're lying and she's not going to believe them so nothing mm -hmm. to be gained by that O'Neill before the saviour that is the soft taco surprise bearing the gifts of Beano, Tums and antacids what have you got Michelle in the round of the strange and the bizarre the site of the Fukushima nuclear disaster is set to become a bizarre new tourist attraction. Great. Yep, as people flock to visit the radioactive exclusion zone. People mm. go to Chernobyl as well, don't they? Mm -hmm. They do. They In suits. For all the kids suits. and the family. Yep. Perfect. Just as tourists visited Chernobyl 25 years ago, there you go. after the explosion at the Soviet-era nuclear reactor, the Fukushima disaster zone is now attracting thousands of visitors. Fukushima is the sort of word you shout out when you tread on a Lego brick. There is nothing more painful <laughs> in this world than treading on a Lego brick. That is true. You tread Getting on a Lego in the brick. Bottom might yeah, Fukushima. <laughs> Kids have left the Lego out. It's dark. You're making your way to the bathroom. It's three in the morning. You tread on a Lego brick. Fukushima. See where we are. Shima. Whatever. <laughs> Painful. Whatever. Whatever. I can't get me worms out. But while Chernobyl happened more than 30 years ago, the Fukushima disaster was initiated by the tsunami following an earthquake in 2011. Despite the risks involved... In visiting the site, a number of companies are organizing tourists in the disaster area. Why would you want to go? I can't believe that. Mm -mm. All your hair will fall out, you'll lose your teeth, you'll be glowing, you'll be impotent. Tick, 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 tick. Not very pleasant. Mm -mm. Hiroshi Mayura, head of a company called NPO Nomado, has already started working as a tour guide for people visiting his home city, located 16 miles north of the Fukushima nuclear plant. The first project aimed at transforming the crippled area into a, a tourist attraction was presented to the Japanese authorities in 2012, only a year after the disaster. But Japanese authorities dismissed the idea, saying the word tourism should never be applied to the site. But companies are still pressing on with their controversial tour guides, and it's a seriously lucrative enterprise. There's money to be had. That's a joy, isn't it? I'm not going to go. I don't want to go. Nope. Couldn't think of anything worse at the moment. Me neither. You have the last story of the evening, Miss Morris. There's points to be had. I'm on six, Michelle's on seven, you're on minus two, so it needs to be a nine-point story to at least break even. It can happen. It's going to swing for the fences. A nine-point story. I can, it's right here in black and white. Are you ready? I'm poised. I'm ready. 
Police in the city of Kyoto said Akira Nishiyama, 56, allegedly talked to the 20-something-year-old woman in July into sitting in the driver's seat of his car under the pretense of helping him check the braking system. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I'll help you with your brakes. Oh, boy. So Nishiyama then grabbed her right foot, removed her sandal, and began licking the sole (gasps) of her bare foot. (laughs) A local police spokeswoman said... And adding he was arrested on Monday on sexual assault charges. Not getting a Japanese accent tonight, then? Uh, there's no quotes. Oh, I can't no, do it. no quotes. Mm-mm. What about when he's finished licking your foot and you think, hang on, I had a corn plaster there somewhere. <gasps> oh, oh, and he's like, oh, oh, stuck in his throat. And I brought some toast for the jam. Oh, no? that's not good news. <laughs> no. That's bad news. <laughs> Japanese feet. The woman, whose name was withheld, told police she could not immediately get free because <laughs> he had held her ankle the ashihi shimbun newspaper reported several similar cases have been reported in the same area since 2002 the local police said and they had been pursuing the perpetrator nicknaming him the foot licker <laughs> according to the asahi Nishiyami at times nibbled the victim's heel with his teeth and said thank you before before letting her go yes before letting her go after about 30 minutes 30 minutes of foot sucking yes 30 minutes of nibbling and sucking and licking feet yes 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 the Senkel Shimbun said the woman in the latest case managed to use her mobile phone to record at least some of the ordeal. So she was recording him <laughs> sucking her foot. Oh, Yummy. Oh, I love it. Oh, oh Heather. Oh, me, where's my toenail gone? Oh! <laughs> it's stuck oh. in <laughs> The Japanese have very small feet, though, so I yeah. would imagine he's working over the same areas more than once. Oh, see? Oh. Thorough. Oh. Let me thorough. Re- record you sucking my toe jam. Oh. oh. <laughs> Your feet smell like a rotting grave. I'm they not going near them. They smell like roses. No, they smell like the first waft of air that came out of the oh, crypt when Romeo prized it open in Romeo and Why don't you go sit on your chair in Mars? My chair in Mars. <laughs> She also memorized the man's license plate number before alerting police, the paper said. So they got the foot licker. Oh. <laughs> they nabbed him. They nabbed him. Perfect. <laughs> a Japanese foot fetish man who's had more elections than America this week. Oh. We now find ourselves in the last round of the evening that you can only access in our archives so well done to you for finding us on soundcloud or one of our other platforms this is the round called not for your mother it's the round we can't read out when we're on air so we now do it in our archives the round where your mother issues of a nervous disposition needs to be removed if there's young minors in the room they need to be shuffled off to bed and none i miss morris what have you got for me first in the round of not for your mother Mm, you still like your chai lattes i love chai latte with a dash of Mm. vanilla is how we do it well a swiss cafe is offering robot sex services to accompany (laughs) your hot drink why not and it wants to open in geneva by the end of the year i can see your geneva oh owner bradley carvey 
who runs the Swiss escort service Face Girl, oh, I didn't know that existed, had originally planned... Why would I? I know nothing about Swiss robot sex. How Switch would I even... rolls? I know nothing about... <laughs> Come on, sweetheart, let's have a Swiss roll. <laughs> that got me a long way when I was in Zurich. Don't knock it. I'm sure. Well, they had originally planned to employ actual sex workers to entertain clients, but legal issues meant he now wanted to use high-tech robots. Charvets told Swiss newspaper Le Martin that he planned to charge men 60 Swiss francs or $62 for a drink that included the sex act from a woman he could select from an iPad. Isn't that nice? It's like placing an order. I want the brunette. Yes, but it's a robot brunette. With no teeth. It's a milking machine with a wig on it. Oh, prostitution is legal in Switzerland, but the project has encountered some resistance. A spokeswoman for Geneva's Department of Security and Economy told Le Martin that... Paid for the sexual services oh, are banned. Oh, it's the Pink Panther. Awesome. I am an officer of the law. I have a bam and a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> are banned in the public establishments under the law on catering and the sale of the drink. Best Swiss accent. It's full of holes, <laughs> but it's a good Swiss accent. Charvet believes he can't get around the problem. And... The way he's going to actually try to do it, though, is using robots. The entrepreneur says he's in talks with the U.S. sex robot manufacturing company. Didn't know there was one here. No, to, they farmed that out to China, but uh, Trump's looking to bring them back. Uh, <laughs> to buy several lifelike robot women for a cost ranging between 1800 and $3,000. Do you want us to start a kitty for you for Christmas? The problem I have... Meow. Is that you don't have three grand? Or 62 francs. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be the person that arrives at 5 to 5 on that cafe when it shuts at 5. When you just got home from work, you think, I know, I want to go and get a cup of tea. 5 to 5. That shop opened at 6 in the morning. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. You would not want to be there and be the last one at 5 to 5. Hear where we are with that. Don't you think they clean them? I don't know what goes on. <laughs> Can you so, take a look at number three? Her nose is running. <laughs> so in order to pay for a cup of coffee or a latte, you have to make a deposit? Oh, I see what you've done there. I see where we are. Yeah, Jokes like? abound. Jokes. Now, we've seen some very weird things from fans in the stands oh boy. over the years. But the Spanish Alves supporters in the video might just take the biscuit. Whereas most fans would try to put the opposition from taking a penalty off by screaming and waving, these soccer La Liga supporters are using more private parts of their anatomy to distract Cristiano Ronaldo. One chap who isn't wearing his shirt has pulled down his trousers oh. and presented his chap to the three times Ballon d'Or winner. But he doesn't just leave it dangling there. He's making sure Ronaldo gains every inch of his attention <gasps> by waving it around oh, rather no. vigorously. Like a no. helicopter? Two aeroplanes landed in Madrid airport, apparently. Oh. Who knows if the Real Madrid star saw it or not, but it didn't seem to affect Ronaldo, who tucked away his penalty neatly. But it wasn't just a penis on show. Celebrating with his teammates, the Alves fans flashed their bottoms at Cristiano Ronaldo, clearly not happy with the outcome. The ironic thing is, Ronaldo had another penalty in the second half at the other end, presumably without any flashing, and he missed it. 
I think he was using Don't it. Don't you dare. I loves him. As a guide to aim at. I think if you <sighs> saw a willy in the crowd, I'd aim at that. I'd try and put the ball in the net, aiming at the willy. I think perhaps Blair Walsh would have more luck for the Vikings if he had a willy to aim at. Oh, that might be true. Or a tight Couldn't end. Couldn't hurt. Oh, I love this show. Have I mentioned that? Someone in the crowd needs to present their twig and berries in between the sticks, in between the uprights, in the background, beyond the net where it catches the ball. Blair Walsh stands up. The ball's snapped. He's got something to aim at. You're kicking through the uprights. It's going to go flying through the middle. You're aiming at the willy. Simple. Sports psychology as we live and breathe. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A rogue cosmetic surgeon is facing more than three years behind bars after performing an illegal penis enhancement that left her victim's member mutilated. Ooh. Ooh, shredded. There's nothing worse than illegal backstreet plastic surgery. This reminds me of the Joker or something from Gotham City. Yeah. They do all this carry-on, don't they? Uh Uh-uh. Neri Gonzalez performed a series of bungled procedures before allegedly recruiting plastic surgeon Mark Schreiber, who advised the patient to tie two popsicle sticks to his mangled manhood. It's a splint. They basically said, put a splint around it, you'll be fine. Go away, go home. Couple of popsicle sticks. Does he always have to wear them? I have not. Well, if he wants it to go in a straight line, I suspect he does. Oh, with my axe, it'd be toothpicks. Oh. <laughs> Controversial. (laughs) Gonzalez, 39, today admitted carrying out the ill-fated operations, which took place in a warehouse in Miami, Mm. Florida. If you're in a warehouse with a woman called Mrs. Gonzalez, (laughs) would you step up and say, yeah, everything's fine. Make my willy bigger. We're in a warehouse in Miami. Your name's Mrs. Gonzalez. Everything looks legit. Here's 25 bucks. Go for it, sweetheart. Oh, She faces... Three years and four months in prison. Did she get a court subpoena? Shamed cosmetic surgeon Schreiber, who denies taking part in the final failed attempt to repair the man's penis last year, issued the popsicle stick advice, according to police. Gonzalez could have faced up to 35 years in prison for the unlicensed practice of health care, but her 40-month jail term was agreed to as a part of a plea bargain deal with prosecutors. How many times has it gone wrong before someone stepped forward and then said it's happened to me? How many has she done in the past, do you think? And if she's gone on YouTube... And oh, re- this ain't her first rodeo. Oh, oh. she's read The Dummy's Guide for mm-hmm. Penis Enhancement. I see where we are. The unnamed victim, who is 55 years old, first sought harmless facials from Gonzalez, but later agreed to let her... <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Michelle knows what's coming next, and she's laughing already. Oh, boy. Let her... Here we sorry, go. I'm you, sorry. No, you take your time. This is great radio. You just... Whenever you're ready, breathe deeply, my child. <laughs> Oh, they'll continue be a... with cosmetic surgery, including the penis enlargement operation. Perfect. Okay. There yeah. we go. Despite Gonzalez not being a doctor, nor having any medical qualifications, Get away. she injected an illegally obtained substance into the man's buttocks 
and performed a chin fill procedure on him. That's impressive that she's doing a chin fill by doing it via his buttocks. I mean, that's, that's pretty what impressive. I was yeah. Thinking. You st- if you want a chin fill, best thing to do is to go in via the buttocks. That's the best way to go. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Weeks later, her fluffed penis enlargement operation. Her left- fluff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Left the man in extreme pain and suffering. Would you suffering. want your member to be known as Fluffy? I'm just wondering if you could get it stuck in your belly button. This oh. guy can't. Oh, not with no. those popsicle sticks. Oh, it's a, he's got a splint on what it. What size was he to start with? Well, now he has the inability to have an erection, so we'll never know. Oh, oh I guess we could stretch it out like a balloon and see what it looks like. Oh, <laughs> oh <geez. Little> animal. <laughs> Oh, no, you've made a giraffe. Look, camel, dolphin. I don't know what he was thinking, but out of fear and embarrassment, the man continued to get treatment from Gonzalez for the next year. What? Making it a different shape? Yeah. In an attempt to repair the penis. I'll do you a sausage Uh, dog. Yeah. Did she watch a YouTube video? I don't think she even did that. Dummy's guide. I keep telling you, dummy's guide to penis enlargement. Do you have that? Via plastic surgery. (laughs) Well, apparently I need one if I can't fill an eight-inch sofa. Finally, Gonzalez allegedly turned to shamed Schreiber to help him repair the damage. But the further operation, again performed in the same filthy warehouse, warehouse, failed to work. It's Gotham City. I've seen this on Gotham. it's nasty. Court documents revealed the victim's penis looked mutilated and was missing skin and was raw and oh, swollen. Oh, it oh. was the last turkey in the butchers at Christmas. <laughs> like chewing gum. The penis had also retracted in size and was very small. Is oh, it any? No. He's got an any. He's got nothing to work with. <laughs> Shocking. Schreiber, 60, told the man that the healing process would be aided by using the popsicle sticks. Prosecutor Warren Eth describing the victim's ordeal. Did they ordeal. eat the popsicles first? Yeah, so they would have be sticky. Nice, oh. yeah. We, we wanted some adhesive on Dream it. Dreamsicle. Great, perfect. <laughs> this was the worst experience of his life. It was a rocket It'd be pop. Difficult to think. <laughs> You'll be asking for this at Dairy Queen in an hour. (laughs) I want a peanut buster buffet. Dilly bar. (laughs) (laughs) We're suddenly French, are we? (laughs) I get myself a dilly bar. Come on, tell a vous, Messy buckets. Oh, Gonzalez lawyer Robert Perez said his client took responsibility for her actions and showed remorse from the beginning. Mr. Perez added her cooperation with the state allowed her to avoid a stiff sentence nice. uh, and provided a fair resolution for all parties involved. Can you imagine when you go into jail, the first thing they ask you, the other inmates, what are you in for? What would you say? Murder. Murder. <laughs> They uh, ask you, don't they? You go into jail. Mm-hmm. The first I've yes, seen yeah. the TV shows. Mm-hmm. All the other inmates, what are you in for? Beheading mm-hmm. someone. They are? <laughs> nice. Good times. I like this part best. Schreiber, who pleaded not guilty last month and is on remand in jail, has previously served two years in jail for practicing without a license. Before? Wow. Mm-hmm. 
What did she botch before? Same thing? We don't know. All manner of terrible, terrible things. She did uh, plastic surgery on the Joker, apparently. So Mm. I say that we all stay out of southern Florida because it's a hotbed of illegal plastic surgery, often carried out in disused warehouses and even in people's living rooms. Can you imagine Mm. if you go into the warehouse and there's someone sat there getting an operation on their weenus? Just give me two more minutes, I'm nearly there. And in the background, there's people sucking on popsicles, trying to get the apparent... Oh, quick, I need it now. Hurry up. I've got a brain freeze. I've got a brain freeze. Hurry up. We need it. I got a bleeder. Oh, no. Quick, tie a knot in it. Shocking. Uh, Miss Morris, the last story of the show. Well, sons love to spoil their moms with gifts. And boy, I gave this story to you guys just because of Christmas. And I knew you'd be thinking about it. What do you mean just because of Christmas? We're the first week of November, second week of November. I know, but it's going to take some time to get this. Oh, we've got to to order it. All right. But you're never going to guess what one Southwest Florida son gave his mom. A baby. Illegal plastic surgery. No. (laughs) It's a, um, well... How about we have those who live on the street have a crack at describing what it actually is? Those that live on the street. We're going to get the word of the street. It's a mailbox mounted. Oh, it's deputy dog. In a vertical, ver- vertically aligned sculpture. What? Where are we? Where are we? <laughs> in Southwest Florida. Oh, Florida. Okay. Thanks. Says Paul Zeccacino. <laughs> and then somebody else said, as large as round as a cylinder statue that resembles a piece of anatomy. And that was from Robert Skidmore. Skidmore? <laughs> what was the first guy's name? Uh, Zeccino. Zeccino and Skidmore. That's right. <laughs> Attorneys at law. There you go. Attorneys to the stars. Perfect. So a botched Z- willy operation. Yeah. So Zeccino also said... No mistaking it for a dolphin or a whale or other unique uh, Florida art. I just told her I was going to surprise her. And that was Gary Winthrop. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle looks shell-shocked. She looks like the photographs you see of soldiers that come out of the trenches of the First World War. She's got a thousand-yard stare. Look at her. She's got post-traumatic stress disorder when she comes out of the studio. Well, this is what his mother said. Oh, here we go. I don't even know. What if they got her a piece of sculpture that looks like a willy? I thought I was getting a Harley or a car. Or at least flowers. And that's what I got. County law! County law! County law! County law! (laughs) Well, what she got was a big surprise. I bet. When the blindfold came off and she laid eyes on her present. Nice. Gary documented the entire presentation of the male genital-shaped mailbox she got a for penis-shaped a YouTube mailbox. prank video, and it's huge. Really? Oh. She put the flag up, did she? But she wasn't angry, she said. Is it ready for a big delivery? I can't be mad. It's from my son. Y'all. <laughs> she's, still, <laughs> she's still... I didn't even know they had mailboxes in Hungary. <laughs> she still laughs when she sees the new mailbox. Which was custom ordered and carved out of solid wood by a local artist. Ebony or softwood. It certainly sticks out more than the other run-of-the-mill mailboxes in their East Inglewood neighborhood. Every house in that street has now gone down in value because she has a giant penis-shaped mailbox. Yes, and here's the dimensions. 
is about six feet, six, six feet. inches, and it weighs about 500 pounds. So it's six, six and 500 pounds. Yes, although some neighbor- 500 pounds? Yes, it's a big mailbox. No one's stealing that, are they? Yes. 500 pounds. It's like a ton and a half. Yes. What? How much is a ton? 2,000. I don't know. I work in metric. (laughs) You're fired. I don't know where we are. Go home. You're drunk. Seems like a lot. I've got a paranormal (laughs) show to do in half an hour. I need to get another drink down me. I got to fly a plane. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Hello, this is your captain speaking. Captain Michelle Corey. (laughs) Oh, no, shaky Corey. She's still flying. I thought they took her license away. He's back. Captain Shaky Corey. (laughs) Although some neighbors have been flipping out about it. Some of the neighbors put up real estate magazines in her mailbox that basically tell her to move, and and then they gave her some of those dirty look. Dirty look. Dirty look. Dirty look. The old stink eye. She got the stink out of evil eye. But what about the person that is supposed to put the mail in the mailbox? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Gary recorded a video of the mailman arriving at the new mailbox. Is this legal? (laughs) (laughs) Can I have this up? He's Romanian, is he? Yeah. Nice, yeah. I guess so. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So the mailman has been delivering and making deposits into her mailbox. And as of right now, it's still standing. He's a first-class male. Well, all good things (laughs) come to an end. So let us look. At tonight's scores, in last place with the K2 meter with the dead battery, she was swinging for the fences. Yeah. But she missed. She's on zero. Uh. It's Miss Morris. But in resplendent first place with the $33,000 IR camera is Michelle, who scored a magnificent seven points this week. I need that camera tomorrow night. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week when we'll discover why Michelle needs an IR camera for a date on Saturday night. And we'll have a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird as well. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, we stay on air now for an extra 20 to 25 minutes to do a round called Not For Your Mother that you can access in our archives around We Can't Read Out on air. But if you go to SoundCloud and search for MQ. TA Radio, everything will be there for you. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drain and Michelle Corey and all at the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested in...